She said, you're a black man in America. You have to work 10 times harder to be twice as good. Did CA said that? Yeah. To my face. To my face. And I said... You said this was a black woman. Yeah, Jamaican, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was born and raised in Jamaica, I think, too. I looked at her and I was like, whoa. I had to, I mean, I was literally quiet the rest of the meet. Like, I, it was just so overwhelming. And it was, I mean, I understood exactly what she was saying and it made sense. And I'm like, damn, I, she's right. You know, she's right. I have to put in 10 times the amount of effort to be twice as good, just to be twice as good. You know, and um, so living in a, in a in America, you know, I can't. I've never lived anywhere else, so I can't. You know, I don't have too much to base it off of. But you know, it's it's it, it's it's a it's dangerous. It's it, straight up. It's dangerous. It's mm-hmm. dangerous, and it's um. I, I guess it depends on the, which which lens you look at it. Yeah. So if you if you want clout and you want popularity and you want people, women, uh white women to to fuck with you, you know, and you just you want people at the job to you know, to come straight to you and then living in America is awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. Love it, got a lot of fans. Right? <laughs> now if you're if you're looking through the lens of, you know, achieving success, well, damn it, I think I might be out of luck because I, I can't dribble a ball and my mic skills ain't all that. And, you know, I, I, so I might be out of luck. Yeah. I just might be out of luck. I might have to switch things up a little bit. You know, I might have to start some pack. I might got to go back to selling some buds. See, that's the part where it gets, you know, crazy because I seen some um, posts, like posters, when people yeah. were protesting. And one of the things that was like, I take, you know, black dick, so of course I'm out here. And BBC sure, matters. Wow. And people, oh, wow. some people were like, you know, this is the shit that black women are always talking about. Black yeah. men are often fetishized. And sure. You know, you're not talking about it where it's like, there's so many routes you got to go by that you either have to take the way where, you know, you're quiet yeah, and, you know, you play on the radar, you, you know, you're soft spoken, you really watch yourself. You try to be the token black man, you know, because even in your head, even though you're like, well, I just, I'm trying to make it to the top. The reality about it is that you're still under someone's thumb. You're not even being yourself. You know, yeah. Like you true. can't even authentically say like, you know, saying no is a problem in itself. Because then you start thinking like, damn, if I say no, what are they gonna think about me? What are they gonna, you know, what are they gonna tell their girlfriends? What are they gonna tell their friends? You know, yeah. What are they gonna tell my people? Yeah. And so you're not accepted, and then you got the other way where it's like, well, I want to try to be the next LeBron James. Well, I want right. to try to be, you know, like the the next J Cole. Like you're trying to be. Not even the next J. Cole because 
J. Cole really had to struggle before he even got as big as he is and his mixtapes and everything was fire. So you got to just do some overnight blow up, you know, where it's like... Takashi. Yeah, exactly. What do you think is, or, you know, if you know, what is your biggest fear that you have that you've been working on with trying to, like, just demolish that? You know, there's a lot of people, or people say, you know, I fear nothing, I fear nothing, and I could say that, but that wouldn't be true. I've got a lot of fears. I don't think there's anything wrong with having fears. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know what they are. I am one, you know, first and foremost, I am afraid of failing as a father. Yeah. I'm afraid as, I'm afraid of failing as a man, you know, to my, you know, to my girlfriend and, and to my family. You know, so those are probably the two, you know, that, that, I'm conscious of every single day, every single day. Yeah. Um. But what's interesting, and I seen that you sent me the, the 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 notes for today, and I was like, man, you know, I like this question probably because it's probably the toughest question to answer. But the one thing that I kept coming back to is like, I tell you, I am not afraid to be black. I'm not afraid. You know, that's not a fear of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't fear being black. I might fear. You know, certain people who are not favorable to be me being black. Yeah. But I don't fear, you know, but like I said, comfortable in my skin, confident in my skin and in my body. But I, I would say probably just, you know, being a dad, being a good dad. It's something I, you know, every single day, cause I don't want to be another statistic, you know, and, and, mm. and I'll be honest, you know, I was raised with both parents for a while and then, you know, my parents got separated. So. Mm-hmm. I know what that's about a little bit, you know, and, and it wasn't the, the prettiest of, of transitions either. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Um, and I don't want to be in a position where it's like I don't get to see my son grow up and I don't get to raise him. And I don't get to have the family, you know. It's so that's when every day I focus on it, you know, and uh, it, it drives me. Yeah. It, it does. It drives me. It keeps me going and it keeps my battery charged so that because you make mistakes. It's just like you said earlier, it's human nature. You make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But learning from those mistakes is, is where you get better. Mm. Like I said, you got to be conscious of what you are afraid of so that you know how to beat it. So you know how to steer yourself away from what you're most afraid of, you know? Yeah. It's, it it just makes you a stronger person. So that's what I'm learning to do now is understand what I need to work on and then get the job done. Yeah. So taking back off of that, how did you, you know, like what was your first feeling when you knew you would be raising a son? Oh, I was scared shitless. <laughs> I was scared. No, I was scared out of my mind, <laughs> out of my mind. I didn't know the first thing about baby, not the first thing. And my beautiful girlfriend, Ocean, she told me, and I, I mean, it was, uh, I, I guess you would call it like an outer body experience. Like I could, I was looking at myself and looking at my girlfriend was, you know, sitting on the bed. And I was like, nah. And then it's like, damn, well, how do I tell my mom? How do you tell her <laughs> mom, her dad? I got myself in a little bit of a sticky situation because, my girl got five brothers. Mm. And she the only girl. 
Oh, so, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> so like, damn, I'm going to get fucked up today. I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That keeps me on the straight and narrow, too. Because she got uncles, cousins, all that stuff. But it's, you know, the five brothers. She told me that. I said, I don't know anymore. But no. Um, I was nervous. I was nervous. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to raise a kid. I didn't have no money. Mm. I didn't have no real money. For real, too. You know, when it's just you, you think, oh, yeah, I got a, you know. $400? Yeah, it's not. $400? I'm straight. <laughs> give me a little smoke. Give me a bottle of Patron. I'm got gas money. Yeah, for real. <laughs> You're not paying rent. You're not paying nothing. You know what I mean? $400. That, that's probably about what I had in my, in my, in my, like, to my name was probably about four hundred dollars. Um, but no, she told me early December, December sixth to be exactly yeah. two thousand yeah, two thousand eighteen. And uh I think I might have looked for another job about a month and I started the begin like the first week in January. I was working overnight. Mm-hmm. So I worked I worked twelve thirty in the afternoon to about I, no, I worked twelve I work noon to eight thirty, and then I would drive twenty minutes to my next job, and work nine at night to like five in the morning, five thirty in the morning, six. It was really whenever we got done, and then I would drive twenty minutes back home, sleep for like three and a half mm. hours, do it all over again the next day. There were sometimes where I would work twelve to eight thirty. Uh, you know, my my I call it my main job. You know, where I was getting the benefits. You know, the the big pay. Yeah. You know, um, for the number one. Then I would go to the overnight. I'd work till about five thirty, drive twenty minutes home, shit, shower, shave, yeah. and have to be back at the main job at seven o'clock in the morning mm. to work till three thirty, to go home, sleep another three hours, four hours maybe to go back to work at nine. So I would work three shifts back to back to back. You know, and I, I did that for a little bit, and then you know, my body kind of took a toll on that. Yeah. You know? So I had to get a a, a little part time. I was, I was two full time jobs, so I had to get. I just I did the the overnight and got something in the morning. But yeah, I just knew, you know, she told me I said I gotta make something happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't. I'm you know I can't live in the mom's house and and expect to have a baby. Yeah. I got to make things happen. So. And do what you got to do, but off rip, yeah. Come on, I did. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know who to call. Didn't know who to tell first. Yeah. Do I tell below? I don't. You remember below from my sister's party? Yes. The, the, the I, your boy. Do right? I tell below first? Yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Do I tell below? Do I tell my sister? I definitely can't tell my mom's right now. Yeah. I, 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 you know, but you make it work. You do what you got to do. That's powerful, man. It's crazy because when I talk to um, one of my great friends that has two kids now, she has two daughters, and mm. one of the things that she always says is exactly what you're saying. She's like, you know, when you have another human being that you're caring for, it's no longer yeah. about you. Like, so no. every decision you make, you have to think yeah. about that person. And I think that's such yep. a characteristic that I just see it in like my sisters and everything, like how they raise their kids. And one of the greatest things I'm like, that's just, just so wow, because you understand yeah. that, you know, like you're talking about 
getting up and like working all these jobs and it's like yeah. it's the fact that it's like you know in your head you're like well i don't have a choice right now because there's another human yeah. being i'm bringing into the world whereas like you know some of us talk about hustling and doing all of that but we can, right. we mm-hmm. get to choose we get to be like you know sure. what now, i don't want to hustle this no more like this is a dog sure sure it's funny let me tell you it's like like that i mean when like that that it is no longer me it's like that so when I was working the job I told that like my primary job, um, the department that I was in, I was cooking. I was the the second chef there and um I was the number two in, in charge of the department. And it's slowly but surely, I had been there about a year, slowly but surely, I seen the department were losing sales and it's not we're throwing a lot of food out and it's not good. Business yeah. is not good. And they took a certain part of the, the, the department away, they took it, the complete case out. And that was the main case they was pushing when I mm-hmm. first got there. So I was like, I was like, I don't know about this, you know? And, and this is like, I don't know, probably about two months before he was coming or yeah. something like that. And I'm, and I'm like, all right, I got to think on my feet because as much as I'd like to, you know, it's somewhat my department and, you want to stick around and, and, and ride to the wheels yeah. fall off, you know? But in this situation, I'm not the only person in the car, hey. you know? And it's like, I'd like to, I'd really like to, because I liked everybody I worked with and, we, you know, I respected everybody and we, we got along great we, and we had good business for a while. Um, but uh, it's not just me coming, yeah. you know? And, I had a job offer and it was great. They was gonna throw me money. I was gonna be a manager. They was gonna throw the money on, you know, I think it was like 45,000. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you're gonna give a 22 year old kid 45,000 yeah. a year, you know, and, and that's, you know, then you got bonuses and commission and things of that nature. I was gonna be a manager, make my own schedule. Um, and it was great. And I said, I was like, so where's the catch? You know, where is it? And they didn't have benefits, a benefit yeah. package. You know, and I'm like, clip. I did, I turned them in it, black owned business. And I was like, oh, I want to do it so yeah. bad. I want to do it so bad. And I told the woman, I said, if it was just me, I'd have been there. I'd have already, she wanted to give me, she wanted to be in my own store. This is literally after a week of mm. working there. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Gosh, you know that you got to do. Yeah, because at that point, if it was just yourself, you'd be able to take these. These what do I like to call them? Not even sacrifices, but it's like you you know you're you're willing to bet on yourself. You're like you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do this. You know, because if I get sick or whatever, like it's easier. But you really have to think about like you know if big boy gets sick at two o'clock in the morning, and I don't got health insurance, that don't work. That doesn't work. Mm. You know, so, so you know, and then uh, there was a job offer to, to move to a, a the meat department. And I was talking to my manager at the time, and he said, it's something you should think about. Because I wasn't going to do it, but he said something. That he told me, you know, and, and, that, and that meant a lot for him to say that, you know, because, it, it, you know, he's a manager of that department. He knows that business is not good, and it's, it's really not good. And he's telling one of his, <laughs> I, I, I don't, yeah. you know, I, you know, you might want to look I, elsewhere. You know, wanna, wanna, I, you know what I mean? And, and and for him to tell me that, it's like, damn, bro. It's like, 
like, are you, and I told him, I said, are you guys going to be good here? And he said, don't worry about it. You know, you've got bigger things that you need to do. Yeah. And uh, he was my manager there, Rob George. He was awesome. He was awesome. He gave me a car seat, gave me a, uh, a nursing chair. He gave names. me a show. Okay. Oh, Rob, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know. Listen, I know. I was, I was hesitant. I stayed away for <laughs> the first couple months. I, I kept my distance. All right. I, but I learned a little bit about him and I, you know, I, I trusted it so much. Yeah. Uh, but, and it's funny now I work with his mom. Wow. She works in, yeah, I work in the same store as, as his mom, <laughs> which is cool. Um, but yeah, he held me down. But, you know, yeah, but you get those, and he always, he was the first one to tell me, your instinct, your, your parent, your parental instincts, they kick in off rip. Mm. And I was like, you, I was like, yeah. He's like, as soon as soon as you find out. So, and I was was of the belief that though we weren't parents when she first found out, we that's when we became parents. Yeah. Off rip. I mean, especially her, especially the mom. You were a mom from the minute the test says positive. Mm. When the blood work comes back and it says positive, that's when you're a mom. That's because off rip, you're stopping the drinking, the smoking, the partying. And, you know, you got to make sure you get mm-hmm. eating right. You know, and, and so I tell you what, men, I earned a special kind of respect for women. Being in that delivery room, uh, it's a, it was a long night. It uh, now it was more the day. The night was cool, but you know, in the morning. When those contractions came and they was coming and they was coming, I earned them. And then the delivery yeah. itself, I tell you, mm. I mean, kudos. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm telling you, kudos. I earned a, a different kind of respect for women and for, I just, it's, it's insane, yeah. insane, insane. And I thought I was going to pass Damn. That. I thought I I was nervous. I was like the whole because her brothers, her little brothers, was like, oh, Jonathan, you gonna pass out when you're in the? I was like, no, nah, I'll be all right. Knowing damn well, I was like, yeah, boy, I don't know. And I, but I, hey, I stayed on my feet. Damn. So with <laughs> I stayed with on my all feet. of those like emotions that you felt, and you know, like just everything we talked about so far. What mm-hmm. did you think was gonna be the most difficult thing you was gonna encounter while raising, you know, your son, like a black boy, into a black man in America? Well, you know, it's it, I don't. My biggest challenge is keeping him safe. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest challenge. You know, uh. Like I said, I, I'm I'm so blessed uh, that he has the mother that he has, and um, but you know, with that being said, I know I am the discipline, yeah. <laughs> you know. So and um, so that's my biggest challenge, you know, in is is raising him the the right way and preparing him, you know. And it's a sad, sad, sad reality that that. Black fathers have to demonstrate the kind of force that may encounter them if they get mm. stopped. You know, and you know, I, I don't want to have to put 
my knee to his, the back of his neck. But I got to do what I got to do to keep him on his feet so that he can get out of that. I got, I have to. Because if I don't, then that's me failing. Like we talked about before, that's me failing as a father. If I don't tell him and demonstrate, you know. These are things so you there's can, gonna be times that can happen. I, that That can happen. So they're going to be, ha- and obviously, you know, he's only, he'll be 10 months in, a, in about a week or so, a week and a yeah. half or so. But when he's 10, 11, 12, 13, am I going to have to demonstrate and rough him up to a, to a degree and say, this is what could happen when you, you know, and maybe, maybe, a, you know, well, I can't even say that because 13 year olds, yeah. Listen, you know, they do for whatever reason they end up in a you know they end up in a body yeah, bag or they I was end gonna up, say. You know, in a cop car with a bloody eye at, at 13 years old that's you know that's I don't know he can't even see a, a rated PG you know 13 movie but 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 he can mm. die mm. he can't watch Saw he can't watch you know Get Out yeah. he could be in the but, body bag he could, he could, he could, he could be, he could die, you know. So yeah, do I gotta rough him up and say, "Listen, this is what they're gonna do to you, man." Here's how you kind of, this is how you keep calm. I got to show you how to keep calm, how to relax, how to breathe. Mm-hmm. When someone's trying to cut off your oxygen, son, I gotta show. You, I know it hurts. I know it hurts, but just, but I gotta do this because there's a possibility that somebody that cares nothing about you is going to do this to you. And he's not going to be as gentle as I'm being. So I need you to, I need you to know, I need you to understand. Um, I think the only thing that, that comforts me is that I, I have a little bit of time before he is perceived as a threat. Yeah. You know, when he's still seen it, I've got a little bit of time. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's adorable. You know, uh, the minute that mustache comes mm. in, you know, that was it the 12 o'clock mm-hmm. shadow they call mm-hmm. it, something like that. Uh, we're going to have to have some conversations. We're going to have to go in the backyard. Mm. I can't remember what you know? movie it was that came out where the dad was actually teaching his daughter and son that. And like they were at a dinner yeah. table and he was like, you know, put your hands up. And it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. To me, to really think like at dinner tables, we're having these conversations. And one of the things oh, yeah. that um, always kind of trips me up is when people are like, well, if you're successful. And it's just like, I had to make a statement yeah. to explain to people. Just because you have money, it don't mm-hmm. matter when you look the way you look. Because driving down the street yeah. in a nice car can still get you killed. It, in more ways... It, it's it's more of a wait a minute. That's a black guy driving a nice car. Something's yeah. up. Yeah, it ain't right. You know that it sounds don't fit right. What is it? This Beverly Hills? You can't nah. live here. No. Don't they? It's in a gated community. No. You know what I mean? Something's yeah. up. Yeah. It don't matter. The money, your status, it mm. don't matter. So with matter. all of these things, like. What's the one thing that keeps you pushing on, you know, like what's one thing you want everyone to just take away from this conversation? That you got to fight for what you believe in. 
and I, I think if you get anything from what I'm, what I've said today is more of a, I've tried to stay as positive as I, as I can be in, you know, in this situation. So to, to move with that mindset, don't give up. Don't give up. Make it an issue. If you believe in something strongly, make it an issue. Make it an issue because we're, we're in this together. You know, this is our people we're fighting for. Our sons, our daughters, our nieces, nephews, cousins, you know, godsons, goddaughters. If we really want this to be, you know, a turning point, which I think it, it has a, you know, it has a chance. Yeah. Anything has a chance. You know, I mean, you put it out there, anything can happen. Um, you gotta keep fighting. You gotta keep fighting. Um, in order to protect those that you love, you know, uh, I love my son to death, to death, to the moon and back a hundred times to Sunday. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna fight, you know, to keep him safe. I'm gonna, you know, and even that, you know, it's like, alright, well, I can't go to the, the protest and act the fool because Someone's got to put him to sleep tonight, yeah. but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep making my voice heard so that he doesn't have to do it. And and it's so crazy because this is what our ancestors said. They said, we're going to do this so they don't have to deal with look it. At, and yeah. look at what we're doing. Doing the same shit again. So, so, so fine. So be it. So be it. If it's our turn, if it's, if it's my and our generation's turn to do that and to really put into it, then let's do it. I say, why not? I'm saying, why not? I'm saying, you know, we might as well, if you're going to give me this opportunity and you're telling me, because this is what I believe it, you know, it's, we want you guys to do it because maybe, you know, our voice wasn't loud enough. Yeah. Then y'all do it. I know I saw something um, in the UK. They, uh, they, they threw the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Edward Colston or something like that. His statue. Uh, and they threw it, threw it in the river. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was so cool because people are 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 realizing their power, yeah. and that you know the government's worst nightmare is for them to you know. So it's everybody like, be uh, like, yeah, we don't want you anymore because you ain't doing your job. Because you're not doing anything, and, it, and it's like, wait a minute. If they really come together, and if they realize how much power they have. We're fucked. Yeah. You know, and so I, you know, it's, you know, slowly but surely, I think it's coming. Uh, but we, we can't stop because right now we've done a lot and we've got something, you know, some, some things moving. It ain't <laughs> enough. Yeah. It ain't enough. And, you know, so if it's not enough, we give them more. I like that one. <laughs>